You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland brought to you by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One. The right choice for your comfort. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, we talked about Joe Thomas uh, being one of the 129 modern era nominees for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. Uh, Daryl, I want to spend about four or five minutes just talking about other Browns that are on that list. You want to quickly go through these with me? Yeah, sure. Can I start with Josh Cribbs? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Start with Josh. I I, I think he merits absolute consideration. Um, I don't think he's going to get in. Uh, ever. And it's unfortunate. I wish more special teams players would get in. Not only was Josh Cribbs a returner, but he was a gunner as well. He was a top tackler uh, on special teams uh, too, but he holds uh, a boatload of franchise records in the return game. Um, But I just, unfortunately, kick and punt returners are somewhat disrespected in the hall of fame process. I think he's deserving of advancing. I just, I don't think he will. He's, this is not his first time being on this list. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because I do think he's someone who should merit more consideration than he actually gets. So Daryl, both Josh Cribbs and Brian Mitchell are under consideration as special teamers. Brian Mitchell has is number one in kick return yards. Josh is three. Yep. I think if Brian Mitchell gets in, it opens the door for Josh a little bit. And I don't think Brian Mitchell's getting in either. Yeah. So, but I think if you keep your eyes on that, that might be a um, an indicator. Like you look at all the punters and kickers there, right? You look at some of those names, you know, Jason Elam, Feagles, Gary Anderson, uh, Sean Landette. I mean, these are guys that I grew up watching. Right. I, you know, Ryan Longwell. <laughs> Pat McAfee, the media mogul, he's up for like none of these guys are gonna are, are gonna get in. And again, 
it's it it's not because I don't like I think some of these guys are absolutely worthy, but they're just uh, special teamers or, or discounted uh, when it comes to Hall of Fame balloting. All right, let's fly through some of these names because I just it's weird because I don't think of them as Browns all the time. So we'll start with the quarterbacks, especially the quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean Jake Delome and Jeff Garcia. Yeah, I, I don't he, neither one of them are getting in, but nope. it is nice to say they played for Cleveland, right? Not really. Oh, okay, then not really then. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't have fond memories of Jake Delhomme and Jeff Garcia. Delhomme, real nice man. Um, I don't know what to say about Jeff Garcia, so I'm just going to leave I it. I figured we'd just leave it at that. Um, when we go to the running backs, there are 17. I think this might be our one of our better shots for another Brown, Jamal Lewis, um, who absolutely good. put up Hall of Fame numbers against the Browns when he was playing for the Ravens, but – I would think if there's anybody else that might have a shot, he'd be him somewhere down the road. He's he's going in as a Raven if he if he does go but in. But you don't go in as a Raven or a Brown. You go in. They put all the names I, of the teams you play. I, I understand, but I don't consider him a Cleveland Brown, even though he had a thousand yard rushing season the the when he was here. Um, I I think he I think he should thank if he does go in. The Cleveland Browns should absolutely be on his thank you list. I mean, basically every Baltimore Raven and Pittsburgh Steeler that gets into the Hall of Fame between 1999 <laughs> and present day, the Cleveland Browns should absolutely be on their list of thank yous because <laughs> all of these guys destroyed the Browns for years and years and years. But yeah, I don't consider Jamal Lewis similar to Del Holm and Garcia. I don't consider him a Cleveland Brown because he just didn't spend enough time here. All right, speaking of destroying the Cleveland Browns, in the wide receiver spot, you have Andre Risen. Ah, bad mood rising. Hey, you know what? At least Art Modell isn't around to go panhandling for his bust if he gets in, right? That's true. That's a good point. Uh, well said. I'll leave, it, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, let me keep going down the, the list. Da, 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 da. I'm trying to remember who the next guy I had on here was. Um, we already talked about Joe Thomas, so we're good there. Lomas Brown, yeah, one um, year, ninety nine, right? Yeah, his stay here was brief. Um, uh, I I remember Lomas, real nice man, real soft spoken man. Uh, in the prime of his career, he was one of the best in the business. But again, one of those was here, but I don't consider him going in as a Cleveland Brown. Um, Willie McGinnis, uh, hang on, Patriot, not a Cleveland Brown. He's a, he's a man genius. That was, you know, back in the day when Eric Mangini tried to import every expatriate and jet to Cleveland. Remember that? Oh, we I the, remember it. Well, you know what? We, we were the jets and Patriots West. Yeah. Willie had, um, some, you know, some pretty good stats, a $2 million signing bonus. Um, he had a $4 million average salary. From 06 to 08, and then uh, in 08 he signed for 3.5 million. So I mean, his best statistics were were cashing checks for the Browns. Agree or disagree? I uh, I agree. But you know yeah. what? You know what he what he was though. He was a. I mean, we were his retirement plan. It was great. Well, aside from being the retirement plan, he was like the coach on the field too. He yeah. was a babysitter. I agree with you on that. I'll give you that. Um. But he's de he's deserving the Hall of Fame. He should be a Hall of Fame. No, I think so for his play with the with the Patriots for sure. One hundred percent. Sure. Yep. Um, why am I, I? I'm missing somebody else. I think I'm missing one other Brown somewhere, and I can't remember. Am I missing anybody? 
I'm looking at the DBs right now. See if I recognize any names here. Um, no. Oh, Revis Island is up. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's up. It'll be interesting to see if he, uh, uh, you know, moves through. I I think those are the Josh Cribs was the last one as I'm looking yeah, through the list. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we touched on Cribsy. So I think we checked all. I think we checked off all of the uh the legitimate Cleveland Browns and then the uh honor I call them the honorable mentions. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um all right, so we talked about Joe Thomas. Let's talk about another Joe. Joe Hayden uh will sign a one-day deal. I'm hearing that it's at the end of the month towards Halloween, actually. I heard it's towards the end of October. So if anybody was expecting to see him at the Steelers game, uh he's not gonna be there. That's what I was told. Okay. Now things can change. So don't hold me to it, but I was told that it was going to happen towards the end, towards um, uh, towards Halloween, and that he would not be at the Steelers game. Because I was like, man, for a team that's had horrible news over the last couple of days, the thought of Joe, uh, Joe Hayden coming to the game on a Thursday night against his team, the Steelers, uh, it was very, very uh, interesting, the timing. Correct? It was a nice narrative shift. The Browns get an A plus for the attempted PR narrative change. <laughs> and by the way, the Browns will be hosting the Bengals on Halloween, Monday night football. Oh, well, trick that makes sense. Treat. Are we getting a trick or treat on Halloween? Uh, we'll find out. But um, that's that's yeah. Uh, so to wonder wonder what Hayden dresses as for Halloween. Hmm. But you know what? Here's the thing about Joe. He was, uh, again, similar to Joe Thomas. Um, he hated losing so so much. It, it really ate away at him. And, you know, I don't get this take that some fans have that consider him a traitor because he ended his career with the Steelers and had some – he played very at – a, at, a, at a high level. Uh, as a uh, as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but like, look, Sashi Brown's the one that showed him the door. Joe Hayden would have finished his career a Cleveland Brown had he not been cut. Like that's the one thing that Hugh Jackson railed against. That I will actually defend Hugh Jackson on. Uh, he was full of it with everyone, everything else, but cutting Joe Hayden, uh, Hugh was a hundred percent right in how wrong that was. Um. He when he was here, how about mean, Brock Osweiler too? Yeah, I mean he 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 bled orange and brown. Um, he was you know committed to the community. Um, yes, uh, he did have the the brief suspension uh, for the substance violation, but he owned Forgot up to about that. It, didn't you? Most people yeah, forget I about mean, that. But, you know, he owned up to that, and you know he really after that really like had dedicated himself, but yeah, the, he really cared about playing for the Cleveland Browns and he really, really wanted to win here. So when fans get on him because, and, and want to quote disown him because he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I, I just, that's not his, that, I mean, part of the reason he signed with Pittsburgh Andy was so that he could be close to Cleveland still. And, you know, he had really settled his family in Northeast Ohio. And we forget that these guys are human beings. They have lives and families and they have, they have houses. And, 
you know, picking up and moving is not easy to do. Anyone that's done it in their life will tell you what a pain in the backside it is. And, and, you know, he still loves uh, Cleveland. Um, and I, I think it's uh, great that he's signing that one day contract. And in five years, he'll be going into the Browns legends club too. Yeah. I, I just, I remember when he first did, it, I was like, Oh man, why do you have to go to Pittsburgh? Everybody. Lo-. I mean, I was there in the beginning and then it all made sense to me a little bit after. So, I mean, I was probably one of those people being, I was like, of all the teams to go to, he's going to the Steelers, but I wasn't mad at him for making the business decision. And I think that it was a family decision too. Yeah. It, I, it's it just, it just wasn't a business decision. It it was a, a family decision. And the Browns cut him. I mean, he can go anywhere right. he wants. A hundred, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. I think that I'm actually kind of happy that that happened for Joe so that he didn't have to suffer through what they went through from 2016 and 2017. You know what I mean? Like, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I'm actually glad for him that he got to play in playoff games with the Steelers and got to have that experience and in, in some career f- uh, fulfillment there. But I, I do feel like that uh, those that are on the high horse about the whole Steeler thing need to come off of it because they're, I, I would say since 1999, uh, when you talk about respect for the fans, respect for the history of the franchise, which let's be honest about it. There's been a, a, a strenuous disconnect between the original team and this one, uh, this expansion version. Um, like he really like embraced all of it. So um, I, I think he, did, he, he earned the fans respect and love and he deserves it. He, he really does. All right, Daryl, let's do this. You know, we're talking about all these great players from the past a little bit, and we talked about the bronze legends. Let's look into our crystal ball because, again, there are only three players, I think, Jaquel, Josh, and now Joe Thomas, that are in the Browns legends that are post-99. We're going to go back and look through what might be kind of a Mount Rushmore of draft picks and guys that might be there somewhere down the road. It's always game day in Cleveland. Back after this.